a big part of my thinking is sort of unifying the community. Um, because that's one of the things that I noticed as I've been transitioning, you know, as I was transitioning, and I still notice it today, that a lot of people seem to be very focused in their lane. And what I mean by that is some people say, well, I am for animal welfare, or I am a vegan because of, you know, my health, or I'm you know, a vegan because of the environment. And oftentimes I come into conversations with folks where they, they it seemed like they want me to choose a lane. And I'm like, no. You have more power over your health than what you've been told. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. I'm passionate about finding healthy lifestyle solutions to support optimal human health. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase longevity in a big way. Let's get started. Do you want to encourage people in making a smooth transition to a plant-based diet? Listen in as Andy Nevers talks about connecting and partnering with other plant-based providers to develop a community that eliminates the stigma associated with veganism. As always, the full bio and links to my guests can be found on the website, healthylifestylesolutions.org. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. So you completed your service uh, with the Marine Corps and then you came out and you found out about the plant-based diet. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, after I left the military, I, I, I tell people that it's as simple as I saw uh, two documentaries on Netflix that are quite popular, I'm sure. Uh, what the Health and Forks Over Knives. Um, as a matter of fact, my non-vegan friend often make fun of me and they say, well, you just saw some documentaries and went vegan, changed your whole life. And, I, you know, I, I just I kind of shrug it off because um, I think the information in there, in, in those two documentaries and, and, and more that I've seen recently are so powerful. Um, and, you know, it it prompted me to want to learn about, you know, the, the benefits. I mean, the you know, in the documentaries, we had doctors talking about, you know, people gaining or uh, developing all these diseases from, um, you know, consuming an animal based diet. Um, and I just it was just a shock to my system that I've not heard any of this stuff that was, um, you know, seemingly scientifically uh, factual, you know, coming from really reputable folks. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult and I've never heard these things. And it was just it was just mind blowing. And so I, I wanted to try it. I wanted to experiment, I wanted to experiment because I've always been that way my whole life. I'm very, very open minded. Um, if you present information to me, that makes sense. Then I'll, I'll check it out. Um, and so that's what my journey started out as. I just I wanted to give veganism a try. Um, and we all know how that goes. Uh, once you get on sort of the um, on track, uh, you start to see benefits, you know, so um, I, I wasn't. You know, I had come to a point in my life where I didn't feel as I, I wasn't in optimum, optimal health, you know, so I wasn't sleeping the best. Um, I started gaining weight um, and I just, you know, I just I didn't feel like myself. Um, and that's probably because I didn't have that military sort of um, <laughs> uh, cadence, you know, you know, fast paced lifestyle anymore. Um but, but nonetheless, I mean, as soon as I transitioned to veganism, um, I mean, in a matter of weeks, I, I just started feeling great. I started feeling like almost like my teenage years all over again. Um, and I was just like, oh, you know, I was just like, this stuff is powerful. Um, and, and, and so I wanted to, you know, I became sort of that, that, that excited, you know, in my sort of excited phase of wanting 
everyone that I, you know, come across wanted to tell them about veganism and, you know, including my family, you know, so they, they all got annoyed at me, um, instantly because it was just like, Hey, you know, you guys should try this stuff. If, if I can do it, um, you know, sort of, I consider myself a very unlikely candidate, you know, um, to go vegan. And, and so if I can do it, um, certainly just about anyone can, um, and so that's that's really my vegan story. It's it started with those documentaries, and and today I'm I just I want to do so much more. The documentaries also did it for me, um, and now I'm creating kind of like this platform and other ways of reaching out to people. You have created this amazing platform called Plantarian, where you're basically connecting people in the plant-based community or people that are interested in going plant-based with providers that are plant-based, whether they're chefs or dietitians. So tell us how that came about. You know, it started where um, it's, it's a good transition, actually, because, you know, we, we make vegans often make it sound like transition into veganism is like a piece of cake. You know, you, you just kind of wake up and it happens and it's great. And and the reality is it's, it's, it's not, you know, it really requires you to um, you know, to have this discipline and this focus because you're essentially required to give up um, the, the way you used to eat your whole life, especially, you know, I know a lot of people who sort of went vegetarian first and then they, they went vegan. Um, well, when you when you sort of go cold turkey the way I did, um, it's it's somewhat painful because I remember I still remember my first meal um, as a vegan um, and it was like. You know, I had gone to Chipotle because I woke up the next day and I was like, I was looking in my fridge and I was like, okay, I don't, I really don't know what to eat because, you know, normally I would do breakfast with like, you know, eggs and bacon and stuff like that. Um, but now I'm like, okay, all right. So I, I go to Chipotle because I remember, you know, when I saw people come to Chipotle at times and they didn't get any meat. And so I said, well, there's, there's a starting point here. And so I was literally making it up as I go. And, and it was the challenge of, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out on my own. Um, and then I opened social media and I saw it seemed like a lot of people had it figured out. And not only were there people who had it figured out, there were people who were offering services to help you transition. And so we're talking about, you know, um, vegan health coaches, uh, lifestyle coaches, um, chefs, um, nutritionists. And, you know, they offer a variety of services, you know, things like uh, veganize your home, veganize your kitchen, because one of the things that we all discover after we've been vegan for a while is that it's more than just a diet. It's a lifestyle. And so there's just a lot to learn. And um, and because you're always evolving and you're always learning, um, it, it's it's so super helpful uh, to kind of surround your people, yourself with people that are knowledgeable uh, about veganism, because. Um, you know, I, I hear a lot of funny stories about people who have been vegan for a few years and didn't realize that a lot of things that they had in their life still were not vegan. Um, and I often tell the joke of using honey, um, you know, for a while, while I was not vegan, I, I was still vegan, I was vegan. And, um, and someone kind of nudged me and said, Hey, you know, that honey's not vegan, right? And, it wasn't that I felt bad. I just, I just felt so ignorant that I didn't know that, you know, like I didn't realize that I didn't put that together. Um, and that's just a small example, but I think, um, there's so many of those examples that people go through where they're just unaware, uh, because again, this is a whole new lifestyle. 
And so I wanted to create Plantarian because I wanted to, on the service provider side, there are all these folks out there that are very passionate and they want to help. And they're, this is how they're advocating for veganism. Um, and so on the flip side, there are people like me who decide, you know, wake up one day and I'm going to go vegan and I know absolutely nothing about the lifestyle. And so I see it as a win-win where, you know, the service providers are connecting the, um, connecting with the, uh, the consumers, um, who are interested in going vegan, um, and just kind of helping them out. And to give one last practical example of the platform. So let's say you're, you're working with a personal trainer and, you know, and, and that personal trainer is not vegan. Um, and we know that a lot of personal trainer also offer nutritional tips and advice. Um, and so there's going to create, there's going to be this conflict now if you continue to work with that same trainer. Um, and so Plantarian offers personal trainers who are vegan. And so now you can, you know, sort of um, expand and, 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 and tap into that platform um, uh, to connect with folks. And so that was my vision. My vision was, um, you know, to really help people with the transition uh, to veganism and then also to sustain the lifestyle and, and, and just be more knowledgeable. I think it's awesome. I get it when you live this lifestyle because it's about lifestyle. It's not just our diet. You want people on the same page that have the same values because these are values that are very important to us. And you even emphasize that animal welfare and the environment are important to you. So many of us have that perspective that we're also helping our planet by eating this way. And we're being friendlier and kinder to animals um, when we're not using products that are derived from animals. And um, But that's also an awareness that many of us at, along our journey kind of discover later on. Your platform right now does hold, like I said, um, chef, chefs and nutritionists. Do you plan on expanding to having other providers in other areas that are also plant-based? Yeah, you know, and I get this question often. Um, and it's when you're, I, I, I feel this is my philosophy and, and, you know, I could be wrong about it. Uh, but when you're developing a platform or service, you want to start small um, and then go big. And so we started out with just a few services. And for me, I, I, I wanted to pull in services that I consider to be critical for you as you're transitioning. Um, and then to sustain your over your, your overall sort of um, you know eating habits, um, and and I know that because I know that that's a big challenge for a lot of people um, is is that sort of you know uh, making food that's delicious um, and you know and and also ensuring that you're getting all the right nutrients from your food right because uh, that's super important. Um, but to answer your question, the plan eventually is um, to provide this platform for everyone that offer any kind of vegan services. People ask me if, you know, I, I even, if I plan to do products in the future. So, you know, open it up to a space where people can sell stuff. Um, and, and that part, I'm not sure yet. I, I think that um, I really, I'm branding uh, Plantarian as a, a service-based platform. Um, and, and, and perhaps in the future, we may do, we may expand into products, but so you learn something new every single day. But you never know because everyone, uh, many people are transitioning their or pivoting, as they say, yeah. uh, their services to online services. Uh, but we really wanted to start small. We wanted to develop Plantarian as a concept um, and then get people really excited about it, which is, which is happening now. And it's, it's really fun to see. 
Um, and then as we grow, you know, we're just going to keep expanding. Andy, I so agree with you. If we start with the way that we eat on a regular basis, that is the mo the most support that we could receive yeah. is when it comes to how we eat every day. And it is true that I'm five years in now uh, as a vegan, and it is true that we may say that it's easy. But even today, even today when I'm traveling or when I have a lot on my plate, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to continue to eat healthy. Right. Not whether I'm ever going to go back to animal products because right. I am an ethical vegan. Right. So I, I will I will starve before, yeah. you know, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say that, but I will find the best option, which is a salad if that's all I can eat. Mm -hmm. But as a result, I'm planning ahead all the time. I'm always planning because I'm the main planner for our meals here in our home. But at the end of the day, it always requires planning. Um, I also like this. I want to read this quote of yours where you said, if we come together as a community, we are stronger. I love that, that expression, that saying, because that's exactly what you're doing is you're bringing the community together and we are supporting one another instead of sort of being at the mercy of the bigger system yeah, and mm -hmm. hoping, you know, like when you go in, so my husband sometimes does this, we go into a restaurant and he'll ask about vegan options. And I always start with, you know, a lot of people don't really know what that means. Like you have to really break it down. So I don't have a problem pr printing their menu, highlighting, circling, drawing right. and making suggestions. And then I come in, into the restaurant and right. I ask, yeah. for this. Yeah. So I make it so much more easier for them because a lot of people do not understand what veganism really is. No, they don't. And that is so funny you say that because I've run into that situation so many times where, um, you know, they, they perhaps will tell you, they'll, they, they'll, they'll tell you things like, you know, I think it is, or maybe it is. And then you're like, well, that's, that's like the red flag, right? Because uh, now you realize that, okay, you don't know what's what's all in this thing. And so it's my job to kind of figure that out. Um, and, um, and and you're right. You cannot go in there and ask a server. Um, some servers are very, very rarely you may you may run into a server. And oftentimes that's going to be servers who are who have sort of experimented with either vegetarianism or veganism. They're usually the only ones that you could kind of count on to know what you're talking about. And and if you think back to your pre-vegan days of, you know, when I think back to my pre-vegan days, if I was working in a restaurant and someone asked me if something was vegan or, you know, what are the vegan options, I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I had no clue uh, because I just, my, my perception of vegans before I, you know, sort of became enlightened um, was that there were sort of, you know, like, um, out, outsiders, you know, like, you know, crazy people that didn't want to eat meat. And, um, and it was just such a stereotype, you know, it's, it was, it was, none of it is accurate. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, you definitely want to, don't want to consult with a non-vegan person about food option. Yeah. I know, but that's how we learn. We, we, we're learning here. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about your second company, Green Body Brand. Yeah. And you're actually wearing the sweatshirt with the print that I like the most. I mean, I like, I, and I want to talk about how you decide to design your shirts. Your sweatshirt says, runs on veggies. Yeah. And there is a reason why you do not use the word vegan on your apparel. Can yeah. you tell us about your apparel line and then how you choose that whole design process? How do you make it happen? Yeah. So so we actually do have some concepts that have vegans and 
vegan on it. And uh, actually, when we started out, all of our uh, designs said vegan um, in some way. Um, but you know, take it a step back to where we actually came up with the uh, Green Body brand. Um, so a few people on the team, um, they wanted us to start designing our own T-shirt uh, on the Plantarian team, that is. Um, and I, you know, I kind of shot down the idea a few times because I knew absolutely nothing about the clothing industry and sort of created a clothing brand. And, and, and then I was building Plantarian. So I didn't want to build two companies at the same time. Um, but, you know, they, they made some strong sort of points about, you know, sort of, you know, making, uh, a, 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 this is another way to advocate. Um, and then, you know, we are a very creative team and, you know, we can come up with some really strong designs. Um, and then also we could, you know, we could make some sale and, and generate revenue to help us as we build Plantarian. And so with all of that, I said, okay, well, let's, let's give it a shot and see, see where it goes. Um, and I, I will tell you that we came out with some really amazing designs to start, start. This was, um, you know, this was just a little over a year ago. So not a very long time. Um, but everything that we designed was kind of really speaking to the hardcore sort of vegan community. And it wasn't really a, you know, sort of, um, addressing folks who, uh, or perhaps sort of, you know, cause not everyone, like I said, go cold turkey vegan. Uh, so some people kind of slowly transition into it. And I've actually ran into a number of folks who say, well, I don't feel right wearing something that says vegan because I'm not a hundred percent vegan yet. Um, and so after discovering all of this, I, I said to the team, I said, you know, we really have to cater a little bit more broadly. Um, and as a matter of fact, it makes a lot of sense to sort of um, speak to non-vegans because that's how we're going to pull people into into the movement, into the community. And so, you know, Rounds on Veggies were, was one of those first designs that came after we we had that conversation. Uh, and it's actually been one of our most popular seller. Uh, people really love this one. Um, but we have quite a few, um, you know, sort of non, you know, things that doesn't say vegan. Um, so that way folks can wear, if they're transitioning or if they're considering veganism, um, you know, they can still wear our stuff and, and sort of be inspired. Yes. And also perhaps not feel threatened. I know that, you know, a lot of us know that that word uh, vegan can almost sound like we're militant and aggressive and things like that. Yeah. I have a bumper sticker on my car that says, eat plants, love animals. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's my way of advocate, advocating yeah. in a way of saying we're designed to love, uh, to eat the plants and love our animals. Yeah. And that's all it says. Um, but I'm also, like I said, I'm an ethical vegan and in many ways, anything that I do, I feel like I'm contributing to the movement. And you have said that you don't necessarily consider yourself an activist, but you know that the work that you're doing is contributing to the movement and you use your voice, for example, on your podcast, which is also, um, goes by the same name of Plantarian. So how did that get started? Which came first, the podcast or your platform? Yeah, no, it's a great question, actually, because the platform came before the podcast, but a lot of people know Plantarian as the podcast more so than they know it as, uh, uh, as the, the platform. And, um, and so the, the you know, it, we decided to do the podcast because, um, it really, it purely was just another way similar to Green Body Brand for us to advocate and, and really, um, 
you know, sort of pull people into the community that we're building. You, you mentioned earlier sort of a big, a big part of my thinking is sort of unifying the community. Um, because that's one of the things that I noticed as I've been transitioning, you know, as I was transitioning and I still notice it today that a lot of people seem to be very focused in their lane. And what I mean by that is some people say, well, I am for animal welfare or I am a vegan because of, you know, my health or I'm you know, a vegan because of the environment. And oftentimes I come into conversations with folks where they, they, it seemed like they want me to choose a lane and I'm like, no. You know, it's 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 all connected. And so, you know, for me, I, I sort of want to bring that to, you know, bring all those factors of veganism together. Um, and just, you know, like you said, um, you, you know, you quoted me earlier. Um, we're stronger together because um, we're we're a lot smaller than the non-vegan population. And, and if we're going to, you know, sort of really inspire and grow the movement, um, and, and make veganism the future, uh, we're going to have to come together. There's just no way around that. Um, if we, you know, if we pull apart, um, then we're, we're less effective. Yeah, you've had some of the pioneers of the plant-based uh, movement on your show. Um, what can people expect when they tune in? You know, we, we actually sort of um, kicked it off again because we put it on hold for a while and it's for what we just talked about. You know, sort of the, the podcast for a while was overshadowing Plantarian, the platform. Uh, and so we, had, you know, that was the only reason we put it on hold. There was a number of other factors. And so we kind of came back out about a week ago and started doing episodes again. Um, but, you know, when you tune into the podcast, um, uh, just expect conversations like the one that we're having now. It's with, you know, people that are, you know, doing grassroots stuff. And then, like you said, the pioneer folks like, um, Dr. Campbell, um, you know, has been on there. Uh, Dr. Barnard has been on there. Um, you know, um, we just released an episode with Dr. Greger. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of folks on sort of the, uh, the impactful story side of sort of, you know, going through, you know, having, um, you know, surgeries and stuff, uh, because of diseases that they've developed on an animal based diet. Um, and so people like Paul Chatlin, um, was on, on the podcast. Um, and I think Paul was actually featured in one of those documentaries that we talked about earlier, what the hell for forks or knives. Um, and then, um, Ramirez, I could only remember his last name for some reason, but, um, Oh, Mark Ramirez. Yes. Mark was on that, there too. Yes. yes I love his story. Absolutely powerful story that Mark, um, shared. And I really loved Mark's story because it, it's just so genuine, you know, and it's such a powerful story of, you know, so, sort of what he's been through. And now he's in, he's advocating for people uh, to sort of avoid, you know, <laughs> avoid the things that he had to endure and just, um, you know, just live a healthier life. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when you tune into the podcast, you're just going to have just a variety of things. And I purposefully want to keep the variety into the podcast because, like I said, um, it's, it's sort of a, a coming together, um, factor as well. And then also, I don't want to forget to mention you're moving into creating yet an additional tool for us to connect as plant-based or vegan people. You are starting in January, sort of like a networking event, and it'll be on a monthly basis. And depending on when our podcast, when this episode is released, 
people may be able to register or not. But um, so tell us about your January 12th event. And I already have signed up for it. So what can we expect? Yeah, so the uh, the event, again, like you mentioned, uh, it's another sort of pulling the community together. And and on for this particular event, it's more on sort of the professional side of veganism. So um, it's it's geared toward people who have a business or considering creating a vegan business, uh, or if you're just an entrepreneur. And we all know that entrepreneurship is you know probably one of the most difficult sport that you can play. Um, and you you really you you often feel alone um, on your journey. And so. I wanted to create this networking event so to help with that. So, you know, bring people together um, and give you an opportunity to uh, learn from others um, as well as inspire others, right? Um, and, and and knowing that we are all sort of working toward, um, you know, just the same, the same thing uh, in terms of, you know, um, being vegan, being healthy, um, caring about the environment, caring about animals. Um, and I, I just... I wanted to do this. I wanted to pull people together, but there's there's also an underlying um, discovery that I want to make here. And it's um, for a while, my team and I we've been brainstorming about what we think our service providers on Plantarian um, really need to be successful because we want to build tools into the platform. We want to offer more resources to the providers, um, and so we are seeing this as a great learning opportunity to sit down with providers. Um, learn about what are their, their true pain points. Um, and then from that, we can develop tools into the platform and also connect with um, other uh, entities for res- providing resources to the entrepreneurs. Um, and so I'm doing all of this because, you know, it's, it's the same. It goes back to the same reason why I created Plantarian. It's, it's really to help the movement and to really drive, uh, you know, sort of bring people together um, and recognizing that we're stronger when we work together and um, and, you know, and like I said, entrepreneurship is, is so tough. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I have a team, but I know not, not everyone is fortunate enough to have a team that they can sit down and bounce ideas off. Um, and so that's why we're doing a networking event. You definitely saw a need with the platform that you created and now with these networking events, because I don't know of any other platform that fosters this community of entrepreneurs and vegans that want to connect. So usually we find each other through Facebook groups or, you know, random things. You see an interview, you hear about people here and there. But, you know, someone said to me when I shared your website, they said, oh, this is that the gap. This is where there lies the gap. So those are the people that sort of like we would work more closely with. Right. Uh, So you definitely saw a need and Mm -hmm. you're feeling that need. And then, of course, with the entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. um, How many of us don't want to brainstorm and support one another so that we can be more successful? So tell us about your guests for January the 12th. Yeah. So we have our for our first guest speaker. um, Like you said, this is a series. So it's going to happen every month. Um, But our very first guest speaker on January 12th is going to be Seth Goldman. Um, And for people who are not familiar with Seth, you know, he co-founded Honest Tea. Um, you know, so obviously folks are familiar with that brand. Um, uh, he's now uh, the chair f- uh, for the board of Beyond Meat. Um, he's also co-founded two additional companies in the vegan space recently. Um, so Eat the Change and um, 
and Plant Burger. I think they're trying to transition the name to Planet Burger. Um, but in any ways, um, he's got two companies. So he's actively working on building two vegan companies. So he's been a successful entrepreneur. And now he's sort of starting over, if you will. Um, although I'm sure it's not quite the same for him as it is for the rest of us. But I, I, I encourage people to come out and, you know, come ready with questions um, to ask Seth um, because he's got a wealth of knowledge that he can share about, you know, obviously creating a successful business and really what it takes to do that. Um, and, you know, even though um, you may not aspire to to create a large corporation, um, there are definitely similarities with creating a large business um, to creating a small one. I mean, the challenges are, um, you know, a lot the same um, that you have to, you know, and, and, and one of those things of coming to a networking event, um, I've been sort of studying up on networking events since I, I decided to take on this initiative. And, um, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of the benefits of, of coming to a networking event. And, and some of them is just really to kind of help you as an entrepreneur to sort of become more outspoken, more sort of confident um, and, and being able to, because why is that important? That's important because as an entrepreneur, you're always advocating for, you know, your, your business um, and, and you're, you're that person. Uh, no one else can do that for you. And so um, that's one of the benefit of networking because you get out and you sort of, you get out of your comfort zone and you start to network with, you know, sort of like-minded folks. Um, and then you, you develop more confidence. And I will tell you the last point on this, um, is that oftentimes I will get ideas about doing things in the business. And now I consider those ideas that I get on my own to be incomplete because it's not until I take it back to the team and I said, Hey guys, what do you think? What do you, you know, what's missing here or what can we do? What should we not do or what should be, you know, what, what's missing from this equation? Um, and, you know, sort of getting that feedback from the team is often where I feel like the idea then becomes more solidified. Um, and so I encourage people, if you don't have a team of your own, especially, um, you know, this this is a great place for you to come into and, and network um, with other entrepreneurs. I will, I have to add to what you're saying about networking. Uh, back in the day, one of the jobs that I held was preparing people back into the workforce, pretty much um, rebranding themselves and their skills. And so I would hold networking workshops to teach people how to connect that way. Um, since then, I don't know if it's that I've always been that way, but collaborating is a big one for me, like something that I really enjoy. So recently I went um, to a podcast um, conference for podcasters. And that's when, you know, all that networking really kicked in and collaborate, not collaborating, but, you know, sitting down and getting to know what other people are working on, what, how they use their voice uh, to encourage change like we are with our podcast. And so it was running my 32nd elevator pitch, you know, <laughs> over and over and over at these events that I realized, wow, I really need to rebrand, <laughs> which is by the time this episode is released, it'll right. be under the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions with Maya. 
because I, for three years, I've been going under plant-based DFW. And so imagine I am at, in Nashville introducing myself as my podcast being called Plant-Based DFW. And they were like, oh, are you into the herbal stuff? Is that what you promote? Oh, or, or they're like, oh, you're local. You're only in Dallas. And so when you sit there and you run it over and over and explain what you're about, people mm-hmm. give you that feedback. Exactly like what you're saying. They give you the feedback and they tell you whether it's going to work or not work. And so then I came back and I built a team and I'm rebranding and I have this new focus and direction and more clarity, but it only happens when you allow people in. Yeah. Like you have to allow people into your project and, um, people that you trust, whose opinions you trust. And when you build a team, then they're the ones that are telling you what, you know, they're giving you from their experience, um, some support on that. So I'm a huge believer in networking and I'm very excited about your event in January and hopefully I can follow through with other ones as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's really great. It's really great. And I'm looking forward to it as well. Is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about you or any other projects? I feel like you have a lot going on right now. So it's always kind of tricky asking what's next. What's next? <laughs> but yeah. um, you have resumed your podcast. So you you have one episode. And I had also taken a break as I was trying to figure things out. So now you're back on track with your podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and how often do you release episodes? So we're we're doing once a week right now to start uh, but we we anticipate that we're going to increase the uh the frequency um as we move forward um but for now we're at once a week and um as far as what to what else um i would like to share um i think that of all the projects that i'm working on the the only thing that we didn't talk about is sort of the the physical events um that i i i participated in and i um, I sort of created and as well as I plan to do more of it in the future. It's a little tricky now with COVID. Um, you know, I, I don't know every time I turn on the news, I get a little bit more confused um, as far as when we're going to be able to really socialize, um, safely socialize um, in person. Uh, but I, I, I do have um, some veg fest on the calendar for 2022. Um, they're all local here to DC. Um, but I, I, I want to eventually do veg fest, um, sort of on a more macro scale. Um, cause it's that, that unity that I talk about is sort of, um, you know, sort of bringing, bringing more. And I know some of this happened. I, I think they had, um, uh, one thing last week in New York, a plant-based world or something like that. I, I was invited to attend that one, but, um, I'm just, I'm not really traveling there <laughs> right now. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I do want to do more veg fest. I've done one, a small scale one in, back in September of this year. Um, and I, I, it was so much fun. There's just, it was so great to see non-vegan people coming out and eating vegan food. Um, and just really learning more about the, the movement and, and connecting with nonprofits. Um, and so I want to do that. And then, you know, the, the events are also a way to sort of introduce more people to plantarian and saying, if you're considering veganism, then this is a great platform for you to to do your transition um, and get the support that you need. Um, so, yeah, as I move forward, uh, look out for more events and, you know, virtual and in person. 
Well, this is very exciting. I'm so excited to connect with you. I feel like I'm going to be following everything that you do so that I stay on top of things because I'm very much into all of this with connecting with people. Um, So we've already talked about your platform, but if if you want to give us your links and we'll include them also in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to either join um, your, your platform if they're looking for a provider or if they are a provider and then um, is everything under one website? Yeah. So if you go to plantarian.com, you could pretty much go from there to, the podcast, you can also go from there to Green Body Brand. Um, and we're as by the time this episode comes out, they'll be able to link from the website to the event um, on Eventbrite. We don't have the event sort of fully built out on Plantarian yet, but we plan to do that here in the very near future. Uh, but like I said, by the time this episode released, you'll go to plantarian.com um, and um, you, you'll be able to connect to our Eventbrite page. Or if you just go to Eventbrite and you search for the Plantarian Business uh, Virtual Business Networking Event, uh, you'll be able to find it on on there. And as far as getting in touch with me, I'm very active on social media. I'm on you know Instagram. Uh, if you just type my name in, you'll find me um, on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, and if you if you're interested in joining a podcast, um, you just send an email to podcast at plantarian.com. And we'll, we'll go ahead and schedule you. Um, and if you want to send me a note, um, directly, my email address is andy.nevers at plantarian.com. Well, this has been awesome getting to know you and I'm looking forward to hopefully, like you said, future in-person events as well. For now, I guess we'll be focusing on the virtual experience. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Andy, for taking your time to chat with us and we'll follow you on social media. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Thanks. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts that helps us to spread our message. You can also head on over to podinbox.com forward slash HLS to leave me a voicemail. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening.